risen. He has risen indeed. This is a saying that we have in, throughout our Christian churches. To be able to proclaim this word of Jesus who has risen from the grave, this past Friday evening, some of you who were able to attend our Canterbury service, got to witness all the things that Jesus went through, the words that he spoke from the cross as he hung there, suffering and dying to pay for the sins of the whole world. The way that evening ended was to provide a contrast for this very morning. This morning we are awoken to the, the bright light, not only of the sun, but also of that son of God, who gave his life and now has risen from the grave. This is what joins us together here today. This is what gives us hope, not only for our future in this life, but for our eternity. It is my prayer then that this morning, as you hear God's word in this gospel message of what Christ has done for us, the good news of his resurrection, that you are filled with that certain hope and joy for every day of your life. Today, we continue with that theme, I tell you the truth. These words that Jesus has spoken throughout life, and now he speaks again today on this Easter Sunday. I tell you the truth, your grief will turn to joy. You'll be able to follow along with our service that you have with the bulletin. If you do not have a bulletin, please see our usher in the back. He will be able to get you one. Otherwise, you should be able to follow along with our service projections on the screen. We know people have been able to use that in the past quite easily. In today's service, we will also have a song that we will sing. We will sing this one in unison. The children will also sing a couple stanzas of I Know That My Redeemer Lives. This will be later on in the service, too. But the directions for our service will be pretty well laid out for us. It should be easy to follow. Before we have any more introduction to our worship today, though, would you take a moment to say hello to the people around you? Just we'll greet one another. Following our service today, you will have more opportunity to greet one another. For right now, though, let's begin our worship today, giving thanks to God with our opening hymn, number 150, Christ the Lord is risen today, alleluia. You may follow along in the red hymnal also if you prefer to sing the hymn that way. Hymn number 150.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain. Alleluia. He gives us new life and hope through his resurrection. Alleluia. Rejoice then, even in your distress. We shall be counted worthy when Christ appears. God has claimed us as his own. God has called us from our darkness into the light of his day. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. I'll tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. Surely we were sinful at birth, sinful from the time our mothers conceived us. But we were washed, we were sanctified, we were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the Spirit of our God. As baptized children of God, we confess our sins. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful, and that I have disobeyed you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have done what is evil, and failed to do what is good. For this I deserve your punishment, both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for my sins, and trusting in my Savior Jesus Christ, I pray. Lord, have mercy on me. Christ loved the church, gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ, and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We respond with these verses of hymn number 147.
you are risen. We rejoice on this day that you have made because you overcame death. We have certain hope that we will not die but live and proclaim what you have done. Help us rejoice and be glad always. Amen. The congregation may be seated. <laughs> On this Easter Sunday morning, you hear the words of the prophet Isaiah, who pointed ahead to this glorious day when we will be reunited with our Lord Jesus face to face in heaven. He describes it as a banquet, a banquet that has been opened to all people by what our Savior Jesus has done. Listen to the words of Isaiah chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day, they will say, Surely this is our God. We trusted in Him, and He saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in Him. Let us rejoice and be glad in His salvation. This promise of God assures us that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And we join in singing in unison Psalm 118.
Easter Sunday. It's recorded in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 19 to 26. For anyone who has ever thought about their own death, or witnessed that phenomenon here in our world, in our natural world, where sin corrupts everything, for anyone who has ever wished that there was some solution to this, for all of you who already know the solution, the Apostle Paul writes about this in Jesus' resurrection. That is what spells defeat for death. He writes, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the first fruits. Then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. The scripture assures us that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Please stand now in honor of the words of Jesus. These words are also the words of our text, John chapter 16, verses 16 through 22. Again, Jesus continues with, these, with the saying of, I tell you the truth. Shortly before he would suffer and die, he spoke to his disciples trying to give them a heads up as to what was about to occur. That they would experience weeping, grief, and mourning. But he says, I tell you the truth. Your grief will be turned to joy. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. At this, some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me, and because I am going to the Father? They kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy. This good news assures us that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Please be seated and we will continue with hymn number 
Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, the one who proves all of his words to be true, by storming back from the grave, he does this to give us certainty that one day we also will rise to life. Dear fellow celebrants and recipients of this life, a number of our members have already headed back north I was actually a little bit concerned that this morning we might have a sparser attendance. And yet, what a joy it is to be able to look around and see so many souls, so many hearts, ready to hear this good news about our Savior, Jesus. The weather is warming up. I think we've noticed this, which is probably the reason why a number of you are also thinking about heading back north soon. It's gotten me thinking also about heading back north. Not tomorrow, probably not next week either, but perhaps later this summer when we have a chance to take a little time off. We'll head back to Wisconsin, where I'm from. Now, I love Arizona, don't get me wrong. But there's something about going back to the place where you grew up. My mom would say it this way, it makes your heart smile. She says that about a number of different things about her grandchildren. Makes her heart smile when neighbors and friends come by for a visit, or the silly things that my dad is known to say. You know what makes my heart smile? They're cooking. <laughs> give me, I'll give you an idea. For breakfast, pancakes and sausage every morning, maybe some pie. For lunch, Tomato soup, not mixed with water, but mixed with actual milk, and, and grilled cheese sandwiches, maybe some pie. <laughs> For supper, my dad's Filipino, so rice at every meal, chicken adobo, egg rolls, definitely some pie. <laughs> if you want to know what makes my heart smile, that is what makes my heart smile, too. But see, what happens is after all of this good food, after gaining several pounds, you come back home and you step on that scale and you realize that delicious food probably isn't making your heart smile so much anymore. Rather, it could very well be making your heart stop. But today, I'm not going to think about those kinds of thoughts. Today is Easter. Of all the days of the year, our heart should be smiling from ventricle to ventricle. Of all the days of the year, the alleluias that have been hidden for the last six weeks should be pumping through your veins, your pulse beating to the rhythm of the hallelujah chorus. But as you would probably be able to guess, if you were to do a spiritual EKG of your own heart, prognosis probably wouldn't be quite that positive. In fact, Jesus confirms that prognosis in the words of our text for this morning. Listen to these words. He says, I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve. Weep, mourn, Grief? 
believe? Yes, this is what Jesus really means. He's speaking to his disciples about that time that was soon to come. When Jesus would be stumbling beneath the weight of a heavy cross from Pilate's palace all the way to Golgotha, as the daughters of Jerusalem mourned for him on that Via Dolorosa. With the rooster's crow still ringing in his ears, you remember Peter weeping bitterly. And even on Easter Sunday morning, three days after that death on the cross, his followers are still weeping, grieving, mourning. With the body of her Lord missing, remember Mary Magdalene there at the tomb of Jesus? She's crying her eyes out. Meanwhile, the others are huddled secretly in that locked room, afraid, confused, wondering what's to come of them. We see these raw emotions because the scriptures portrays these people this way. These people are the ones who followed Christ. The fact is, the Christian life isn't always going to be butterflies and Easter lilies. Christian life isn't always happy, is it? Ask anyone who's ever followed Christ. We hurt, we weep, we mourn over our losses, we grieve over our guilt. We know this from our own lives. We see this on the pages of Scripture. Your heart may be smiling today, saying, Welcome, happy morning. But the truth is, that heart isn't singing like that every day since last Easter, has it? And the odds are, it won't continue to sing exactly that way until next Easter either. So what has caused your tears this past year? Is it the loss of a job? A broken heart? The death of a loved one? Perhaps it's a loss that still lingers after several years. Or guilt that causes grief. You recall earlier in our service, we confess disobeying God in our thoughts, in our words, and in our actions, but what evil exactly have you done? What good exactly have you failed to do? These are things that we confess, but sometimes I wonder if maybe we're a little bit too ashamed or too embarrassed to even think about such things here in church. The real question, though, is not what causes your grief or what causes your guilt, but how do you deal with it? Before Jesus tells his disciples that they will weep, grieve, and mourn, he says this to them, he explains, In a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. Some of his disciples kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. 
you catch that phrase that Jesus keeps using again and again? It keeps coming up in these few verses. It actually occurs seven times in these few verses. That phrase, a little while. The Holy Spirit is trying to tell you something here. He's trying to say that this phrase, this is an important thought. This is an important concept for you. Jesus is saying the same thing. He's saying, take a step back. See the big picture. Because whatever you're going through right now or later on, it'll be just a little while. Hang in there. It'll be just a short time. Then again, if somebody else were to say that to you, imagine that you're in the midst of some crisis, some agony of heart, and you're really struggling with this, and that person were to say to you, oh, don't worry, it'll be over soon. You might feel like reaching out and slapping that person. <laughs> imagine that you're on mile 21 of a marathon, and this person sitting in a lawn chair shouts out to you, oh, don't worry, it's just a little further. You might feel like shouting back at that person, really? It's easy for you to say. Why don't you try running and tell me if it's a little further? But when Jesus says this, in just a little while, it's different. And that's because Jesus has a perspective that is different from anyone else's. For one thing, Jesus knows all. He knows how long our little whiles will last. For the disciples, he also knows that most of them will not see him right away after they abandoned him in the garden. And he also knows that 96 hours later, he will see them in that room behind locked doors. He knows exactly how long their little whiles will be. He also knows how long your little whiles will be. He knows how long your sickness or your heartache will last. And he promises to sustain you through all of it. Hang in there, he says. It'll be just a little while. For another thing, Jesus has an eternal perspective. He knows that all of our troubles are light and momentary compared to the glory that, that awaits you in heaven. And he wants you to remember this, especially in the midst of pain and loss, grief, and even in death. The church was packed. The occasion for this special service was the funeral of a little boy named Jacob. He was just two years old when cancer claimed him. At this point, before the service started, there was no organ playing. There was no procession. It was just a moment of silence. The father went back into the sacristy of the pastor, that little room where the pastor usually would get dressed up in his robe and get ready for worship. But the man went back there to be out of the view of the rest of the members. He wasn't too comfortable speaking in front of people, but you heard the microphone flip on, and his voice shaking just a little bit. And he said, Me and the wife want to thank you all for your love and support. 
It means so much to us. But we also want to let you know that today is not a day of sadness. Today's a good day. That's because we got to do something that most parents don't get to do. We got to usher our little boy all the way to heaven where Jesus took him from our arms right into his own. And then the pastor went on to preach a sermon on these very words of our text for today. In a little while you will see me no more. And then after a little while you will see me. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. You probably noticed I didn't read those words earlier. Your grief will turn to joy. That's how this passage ends. The passage does not say, your grief will be replaced by joy. It doesn't even say, your grief will coincide with joy. It says, your grief will turn to joy. That is what Easter is all about. It takes a sad, seemingly hopeless situation and turns it into joy. For a time, the disciples, they grieve and they mourn over the loss of their friend, their teacher, their Savior. But when they see Jesus again, they realize that his death, there really is a reason to rejoice. Because his death means that his payment for all of their sins is complete. God accepts it for their sins and the sins of the whole world. And that cross that caused them so much grief now turns into the source of their unending joy. That's what Easter does to the grave also. As Mary weeps by the tomb, Jesus stands next to her and he calls out her name, Mary. And Easter for her in that very moment turns that cold hole of a rock into the rock of her faith. It is a source of her joy, powerfully declaring Jesus to be the one that he said he is. That he is the Son of God. Easter turns her grief into joy. And it does the same for you and me. We have felt the guilt and grief over our sins pinned on Jesus. Jesus who was nailed to the cross. But now Easter turns that cross into a gift. It's a gift that assures us that God has accepted His payment for all of our sins. And instead of weeping uncontrollably at that grave of a loved one, Easter turns your tears into strength. Easter gives you that assurance and that sure hope of being reunited with those loved ones on that day when Jesus will take all of your tears and He will wipe them all from our faces our eyes. Instead of lying awake at night, fearing death, Easter turns our fears into this longing 
a longing for that pleasant sleep from which one day we will awake on that last day. We will awake to a new and glorious life. No matter how you look at it, Easter turns our grief into joy. This Hindu lady came and spoke to the resident missionary. This missionary was talking with her 16-year-old daughter about Jesus, sharing the good news of what Christ had done for her in the resurrection and so forth. Subsequently, this girl confessed her faith in Jesus. But this mother came to the missionary. And she said to him, What did you do to my daughter? Surprised, he responded to her, We didn't do anything to her. Yes, you did. My daughter, she died yesterday. And she died with a smile on her face. My people do not die like that. By the grace of God, that 16-year-old girl, she came to know her Jesus. And her smart and her heart, her heart was smiling. Why? And nothing could take that away from her. Not a family disagreeing with her beliefs. Not guilt over her sins. Not even death. My dear friends in Jesus, nothing can take that away from you either. Because you know that Christ is risen. And that's really what makes your heart smile. Today and every day. Hallelujah. Let God's people say, Amen. Please stand. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. May the God of peace who transcends all of our understanding. Guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. The congregation may be seated. At this time, we will gather our offering.
please stand. Actually, I'm sorry. We were going to sing this. I'm so used to saying, please stand after the offer. We will sing stanzas one through four of hymn number 152, I Know That My Redeemer Lives, and then we will stand for prayer. <laughs> Resurrection joy 
by your victory over sin, death, and the grave. You have conquered the darkness and given us comfort and hope. With the church of every age, we offer you unending praise, for you have crushed Satan's head and have removed our guilt. You are risen. Dear Savior, we who are weary and burdened come to you for rest, knowing that because of your perfect redemption, there is now no condemnation for us. You are risen indeed. Take away our doubts and fears, and daily renew in us the joy of our salvation. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, God of grace, you have called us by the gospel and brought us to saving faith in our risen Lord. We glorify you for opening our eyes to see the light of life. Keep us with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. He is risen. As we journey through life, make us yearn for the day when you will give eternal life to us and all believers of Christ. He is risen indeed. Almighty God, we ask that you would grant healing to those who cry out to you in times of distress, as many are recovering and undergoing treatments, including Judy, Thomas, Lloyd, Brian, and Matthew. Turn their pain into peace, their sadness to joy, knowing that our Savior lives and gives us lasting life. Lord, we also give you thanks on behalf of Mary Hoff, who celebrates her birthday. We praise you, Lord, and ask that you would give her joy, and to all those who know your undeserved love, so we all may share that joy and peace with others. Lord, also work through us as we proclaim the saving message of the crucified and risen Jesus near and far, so that many others may hear your call, obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus, and join us before the throne of our God and of the Lamb. Hallelujah. For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The congregation may be seated. We'll invite our young ones to come forward. As they sing stanzas 5 and 6, um, I know that my Redeemer lives, hymn number 152. The congregation will then continue on singing stanzas 7 and 8.
<laughs> Congregation, please stand for prayer. We pray. Almighty God, by the glorious resurrection of your Son, you conquered death and opened the gate to eternal life. Grant that we who have been raised with him through baptism may walk in newness of life and rejoice in the hope of sharing his glory through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom be dominion and praise with you and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. The congregation may be seated. We will conclude our worship this morning singing hymn number 157.
Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. So much to be thankful for, especially that we get to say hallelujah now after all those weeks of Lent without hallelujah. May that truth of what that word actually means. Praise be to our God. May that fill your heart throughout this week and in this Easter season. This morning we will have more opportunities to gather together in, in fellowship. Uh, the children will be gathering to do an Easter egg hunt this morning. Um, and that will be shortly after I suppose every, all the eggs get hidden properly. Um, if you as adults would like to remain inside, if it's too warm for you to come out and, and stand out there in the heat, that's totally fine for you to stay inside and enjoy some fellowship here. Otherwise, you're welcome to come out and encourage the kids to, to uh, seek and find those, those eggs. Uh, there, are, there is no survival class this morning, but instead, after our Easter egg hunt, we will then gather together for our brunch. Uh, if, that doesn't, if that doesn't take until 11 o'clock, I'm fine with eating. You already know how I feel about food. So we'll eat as soon as we can, if I have anything to say about that. <laughs> Doesn't that just make your heart smile, though? No pie? Oh, what? No pie. All right. But I do want to offer a special thank you to all of you who have been part of our Holy Week preparations and celebrations. Um, even if you came to worship, if you played for services, helped to develop our presentations for today, um, built our beautiful stands that we have and the curtains that we now um, have up here to prevent people from going blind during our service with the sun shining through. We are so thankful to God for all of these things today. Uh, may He continue to give you that joy in your heart. I guess that's all I'll say for now except for this Christ is risen. Yes. 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 Hallelujah.